1: In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other
0: sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
2: This is Cruise Cruise Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas, now based down in Port Canaveral, Florida. In just a couple of seconds, Sherry Kennedy will be here with Cruise News. So this is really cool. We've teamed up with CrewCon.com to give away not one but three balcony cabins aboard Celebrity Equinox. It's a seven-night Caribbean cruise leaving on August 6th. The drink package is included. The gratuities are included. All you have to do is enter for a chance to win. You can do that at crewcon.com slash wave. That's C-R-U-C-O-N dot com slash wave. We'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. And good luck to you. Sounds like a very good way to end the summer there on a seven-night cruise on Celebrity Equinox, huh? All right. Sherry Kennedy has cruise news and a very busy cruise news week. What's up, Sherry? Oh, jeepers. It's
1: just been a hectic, busy week. Springtime announcements. Sea trade going on in Fort Lauderdale. Lots to talk about as best as we can.
0: And uh, yeah, we checked in with you last week on Norwegian Getaway. Did you have a good sailing?
1: We had a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Weather was great. The only downside was the winds kicked up and The whole purpose of this trip, or at least the main purpose, was to experience their new Harvest Key destination in Belize. Mm -hmm. And the winds prevented our docking. there, So we had to skip Harvest Key, which was pretty disappointing.
0: Well, uh, welcome home. It was good seeing you over the weekend. And uh, we want to jump right to the cruise news here. Celebrity Cruise Lines debuted their Celebrity Edge-class ships this week. Uh, What are we going to see with this thing? Because it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool
1: and really a little bit uh, out of the out of the ordinary for sure. They've got some, I counted about seven um, innovations right now, and I hear the list is going to continue. But uh, to begin with, the accommodations are going to be really cool. They're having this infinity veranda, which I'm trying to figure out how these windows are actually going to go up and down um, so that it brings you out into the ocean, so to speak. Um, so that's one. They're going to have something called iconic suites, which are going to be located above the bridge uh, with quite a big uh, expanse of the sky and sea and and all glassed in. That looks pretty neat. There's going to be some edge villa suites and uh, the retreat for the suite guests, which is really bringing into play the ship within a ship concept now is going to move over to celebrity, don't you think?
0: Yeah, it sounds like that, like a Norwegian haven type thing.
1: Yeah, in the MSC Yacht Club. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and it really—it's to me this whole experience is going to be geared for bringing the millennials on board um, in the future because they're—they're they're building these out until twenty twenty two, I think, right?
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What else do they have?
1: They have this weird thing, <laughs> which is probably the coolest feature: is this magic carpet, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is uh, oh gosh, it goes. It, okay, if you looked at it from uh, a diagram, you would see. A long expanse of look uh, like a, a restaurant hanging over the side of the ship, which is basically what it is. Uh, and on port days it will be used as uh, a pathway to board the lifeboats to go ashore when necessary. but otherwise, it's going to rise from deck 5 up to deck 16, where diners and uh, can enjoy a sunset dinner. It's going to have a bar. But it's on the exterior side of the ship. What do you think of that thing? That well, you know, weird.
0: I, it, it, to me, it reminded me of a forklift on the side of the ship that goes up <laughs> and down. You know, because it's a forklift holding a tennis court is what it seems like. Because that's that space great. is about the size of a tennis court. They said, and it's that, gonna that's s- perfect up yeah. and down. Like it's kind of like the rising tide bar on the, the yes. Oasis class ships.
1: That's what I was thinking of that, yeah. too. Except that's on the inside, and you don't right. look out onto the ocean. Just, so, yeah. A tennis court on a forklift. That's yeah, great. I like that. Up on the resort deck, they're going to have a 25-yard lap pool, which is kind of neat. And also adjacent to that will be a rooftop garden, bar, and grill. So it's similar to what they have in concept already on um, – the equinox and, and those other ships with the grill outdoors that took the place of the uh, the old Corning glass works mm-hmm. idea, but uh, so they'll be pretty and they're going to have uh, cabanas on the starboard side of the ship, so you can look straight out at the ocean from your private little cabana. Similar, it reminded me of what um, uh, Holland America has cabanas, right? Yeah. They have some already, so. It's, it's, you know, they're trying to get more personalized and again, appeal to what will then be 40 somethings who uh, have the money to spend on the edge class ships with Celebrity. Are, Are bookings open yet? They are. And the first, uh, first cruise on the Celebrity Edge is scheduled for December 16th of 2018. So, and they are filling up, believe it or not, you know, people say a year and a half in advance, but yeah, if you want to choose your cabin and your location, and get the opening deals. Now's the time to book it.
0: You just mentioned Holland America a couple of seconds ago. They are adding a new pop-up restaurant inside of their Pinnacle Grill Steakhouse. And they're also adding some new spaces to their Crow's Nest, which is the top-of-the-ship observation lounge on their vessels. What are we seeing here?
1: Well, the first thing is to note that on the, on the Koningsdam, their newest ship, they have a permanent restaurant called Rudy's Cell de Mer, uh, sea salt, basically. And uh, it's been so successful, they're going to implement that restaurant in what's called now a pop up restaurant um, and six of their other ships uh, with another Rudy's mer, which will be one night a week in the Pinnacle Grill. And it, like we used to say, it'll be transformed into uh, Le Cirque dining. Well, now mm-hmm. it's going to be transformed into Rudy's mer, So it's the same concept with one night on a seven night sailing you'll have the ability to dine in a, a restaurant that's similarly you'll have the opportunity to dine in a restaurant that's really a full-service restaurant on the Koningsdam, but one night a week on yeah. these other ships and go uh, ahead
0: no i was gonna go ahead
1: no i was just gonna say that they're gonna it's they're you know they will have just like they did with um uh macchioni's le cirque this will be rudy's seldom with special uh plates Limoges porcelain, actually. Um, then they're going to have uh, the furnishings, the soft goods. They're all going to be similar to what is on the Koningsdam, but just one night a week.
0: Well, Anne, it might actually wind up being a little bit cheaper if you dine in this because the Celdamar is à uh, la carte. This That's is forty nine right. bucks, right?
1: That's right. So this will be a lot less expensive, and it'll be you know the menu won't be quite as extensive either.
0: Also along the lines of Holland America, this is going to be interesting, Sherry, because people don't like change, especially cruisers, and they're transforming the Crow's Nest, which is the observation lounge uh, on top of Holland America ships, into something a little more tech-savvy and digital.
1: They are, and speaking of change on Holland America, God forbid they take the bread pudding away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be called Exploration Central. and. They're, they're going to keep the Crow's Nest name with it for a while, just so people can morph into the new uh, experience. But it is it is going to be very high tech. There's going to be a library. The whole, the whole point of this Exploration Central, as the name sort of implies, is to get people more immersed in the ports they're going to visit. Um, which is wonderful because, you know, the clientele in Holland America are a little bit more into... The culture of where they're going and the port experience, rather than the poolside activities and things like that. So, with the new Exploration Central, they're going to have this is really cool a virtual bridge. So, imagine this big electronic board that you can go to, which will be at the where the crow's nest points towards the bow, the you know the most forward part, and it'll be a display that mimics uh, what's going on actually on the bridge. So you'll be able to see your longitude, latitude, all, you know, the radar with the little ships around you and all that. So for people that are really interested in navigation, that'll be uh, a lot of fun for them. Um, they're going to have pop-up boards, speaking of pop-up, around this crow's nest slash exploration central hub that will, uh, you can press a press on the screen, touch sensitive and Pull up one of the ports and, and actually dig a little bit deeper and find out minute details about where you're going that might appeal to different um Different
0: aspects of the cruise. And last but not least in cruise news, Carnival Horizon reached another milestone over the weekend. What did we see this time? We saw a
1: gold coin being welded to the ship's mast on the Carnival Horizon over in Italy at the shipyard where the ship is being constructed. And if anyone is wondering what the big deal is about a coin ceremony, it's an event that, oh gosh, it goes back to Roman times when they would affix coins onto ships for good luck. But uh, nowadays, um, they have a godmother that does it. It's a a brief ceremony, but a coin is affixed to the ship's mast to signify completion of the ship's exterior. The Carnival Horizon is scheduled to begin cruising on April 2 of 2018. Cruising from Barcelona, she'll do several Mediterranean cruises, cross over and head for New York for some Caribbean and Bahamas cruises before eventually relocating to Miami, which will be the new home port for the Carnival Horizon.
0: A couple of things from the news of the weird here. Last Sunday, Carnival Magic leaving Port Canaveral, down by your house, actually. Two girls were jet skiing by it, and uh, they flipped over. Then the sheriff's office pulled them out of the water before they got plowed over by a cruise ship. Is this? Am I saying this right? Yes, they
1: were, and it was pretty dicey for a while. I know it's on video on online. You can see what happened. But, you know, you have to remember that um, right adjacent to Port Canaveral's channel where they're going out to sea, there's a a campground Mm -hmm. and there's a launch for these little watercraft. And, you know, we get a lot of tourists here that don't know how to stay out of the way of these mega ships that are plowing through and and create quite a suction into, you know, as as they pass by. So, yeah, they're Jet ski, I guess it conked out and they flipped over or something of that nature. And uh, the harbor pilot who was on board the magic radioed the Brevard Sheriff's Marine deputy. He made a very quick water rescue, got everyone out of the way. And you can see in the video where the ship is just feet away from the, uh, the rescue boat.
0: Yeah, that could have been a really scary situation. People don't realize what kind of suction those ships have. Uh, that was a sticky wicket that turned out
1: successful thank goodness
0: and the next one a celebrity ship was leaving port everglades uh, a week from sunday and did you see the video and how close it got yeah it looked like
1: uh, it was coming straight to land on their on their dock in their backyard it was pretty pretty incredible i guess the woman who lives there was saying that uh, you know they go out there and they watch the ships every time they leave and The winds kicked up, and instead of keeping the ship in the center of the channel, the wind pushed it further and further towards this this family's uh, house in their dock. And, you know, they do go right up to the waterfront. It's almost like an infinity edge from these uh, these piers right Mm -hmm. into the water without any uh, beach or anything. So they saw the ship getting closer, and the bow was pointing directly at them. And, and the captain and the pilot, I guess, were able to, you know, catch it. And it looked like, if you see the video, the bow thrusters kicked in, and suddenly the ship starts pushing itself away from their house. But could have been interesting.
0: Well, and what people don't understand is that those ships are nothing but, when that wind, when you get a crosswind, mm-hmm. they're nothing but a big old sail, you know, like a it's sailboat.
1: Like, exactly. And it just, you know, it's Mother Nature, and it just pushes these ships around, and it's you know, if you're out at sea and you, and you hit a gale wind from, you know, one of the sides from a port or starboard, the, and the captain will turn it so that the ship is into the wind, because you can't have that side push, and you just start feeling like you're listing.
0: We'll link to the video of both these stories on our website, cruiseradio.net. Just check out the show notes. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. And don't forget, you can enter to win that free cruise aboard Celebrity Equinox on August 6th. Drink package included. Gratuities included. Crewcon.com slash wave. C-R-U-C-O-N dot com slash wave. Back in a minute. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling?
2: Park West makes us excited to spend money on art.
1: To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have
2: a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience? Good or bad. Email comments at cruiseradio.net.
0: Tommy just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Tommy, I was following your uh, your social your Snapchat, your Facebook, and uh, all of your channels, and it looked like you had a pretty good time on this ship.
2: Yeah, we've done this before. You know me; I'm not like uh, I'm not like the other cruisers.
0: <laughs> we will get all to that during the interview. Um, so, why did you want to sail Oasis of the Seas?
2: Well, because this was actually my first mega ship experience. I've been on a lot of cruises, and I just wanted to, you know, I, you know, the, the, just the nerd part of me alone just wanted to just be on. Like such a – what I was calling it a structural wonder. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm late to the party, but I mean that was every bit of what it was. So you
0: lived down in Orlando. You embarked out of Port Canaveral. How was embarkation?
2: Embarkation was fine. Uh, It was – what did I I say? It was uh, about 45 minutes Mm -hmm. curb to ship. What were your first impressions of Oasis? Wow! I just looked to the right. We embarked to look to the right, and I've done a lot of research, and uh, I kind of made it a thing where I didn't want to do so much research anymore on ships because I thought it was, I was kind of like over researching. I made an exception with this ship because if you're just going to want to be able to see as much as possible and experience it, you're going to have to do some research so you know where you're going. Look to the right, knew Oh my gosh, that was the uh, promenade, and I was it was love at first sight. To be honest with you. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you book? We booked an inside. Kind of got a little. I messed up a little bit. I booked an inside like I always do, and then sometimes you roll the dice with the upgrades. And I really did want to upgrade to a boardwalk, mm-hmm. uh, balcony. Even though, yeah, I know it's you know everybody's talking about privacy or whatever. I wanted to experience that, being able to look down in. Yeah, you know, you're feeling like I'm a New York City guy, and you know you yeah. feel like you look out the window. There's always something going on. I wanted to experience that. And uh, I was like, "Wow, two hundred and seventy-five dollars for an upgrade. I- I'm going to jump on that. I'll just wait a couple of days. Boom, less than a week later, the ship is sold out." Aside from missing out on a balcony cabin, what did you think of the stateroom overall? Interestingly enough, I looked at it when I first got on, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of a small, small feeling, a little bland looking." I was like, "Eh, not. Eh, I don't know." But as I'm unpacking, and as I'm just going through the week. It was remarkably efficient. I mean, I it, it unpacked very well. I'm putting stuff away. We could have put in three or four more people in there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just it, it was very efficient, is what I would say. And even the hallway, you know, what some of the ships, you get on, you got to open one closet door to shut the other door and yeah. get through. You know, it, this it had a wide open, I guess maybe threshold you would call it. You walk in, it did not feel. Um, You know, it didn't blow you away with you know the aesthetics of it, but it it didn't it didn't feel like confined. And what was it like? I don't even know what it was. Thirty seven inch TV, which is unheard of in cruise ships. So at the end of the day, it felt really good. Are you more of an elevator or a stairs guy? Uh, One or two flights, I'm doing the stairs. (laughs) Any more than that, yeah, I'm getting in the elevator. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about the food. This ship has like nearly two dozen places to choose from. So uh, we'll start at the Windjammer, the buffet, and work our way out from there. What'd you think of the Windjammer?
2: Windjammer was solid. Windjammer was good. The flow was good. A lot of options. Uh, tons of seating, and uh, it was amazing. Uh, you walk around that Windjammer, and you're just like, and especially it's a you know the size of that ship and the amount of people it holds. All oh, the. Food is staggering, the amounts of food that's just brought out, ready to go, people walking around. There's just food everywhere. It's out of control. The Windjammer was cool though. It was, you know, it's the buffet, so it's not blowing you away in any way, shape or form. But what do you go for the Windjammer for? To go to, to quick bite to eat, mm-hmm. to be able to make whatever plate you want and you want a nice view while you eat. You got all that.
0: How about the main dining room? What time dining did you have? We had 8 o'clock dining. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a little. This was a little interesting. This is when it starts to get a little interesting. We met a very nice couple that were uh, sitting with us, and then the two we didn't make it the first night. The first night we went to Sabor, so the second night, very nice couple. Uh, I was on my I was on my pretty pretty best behavior for the first night. We went to the main dining room, and um, the other couple wasn't there. So this is the Nassau night, and so it was like the first. I'm used to uh you know to two sea days, three port days, two sea days back. This was the first time I experienced. You know, this port day was going to be the first night in. So, mm-hmm. we found that the other couple missed the ship on the way back. Oh. But uh, we, we, the main dining room was very nice. It was like a three tier setup. It was like Silk, American Icon, and I think there was another one. And it was pretty much only separated by time. You know what I mean? What time you had dinner? But uh, I thought the main dining room was very, very good. One of the better main dining rooms I've ever been in, as far as uh, quality and portion size. So tell me why the couple missed the ship. That couple that I mentioned uh, that was the, that was there was there for every single night of the sailing. Mm-hmm. And it was like we were alternating, us and the other couple. We were never – it was like Superman. You never saw us in the same place at the same time. They missed the ship I heard because I guess uh, Shaq was shopping around the straw market And they ended up hanging out with Chaco or whatever and uh, Shaquille O'Neal. They just missed the ship and they had to pay three grand to to meet up with us in – I believe it was St. Martin. I think they missed St. Thomas. How was the Mexican venue, Sabor? I wasn't impressed with Sabor. I heard good things about Sabor to be honest with you, but I did not – I didn't didn't think – I didn't like the selection and the tacos – you know, the the K, my friend who came with me, she wasn't impressed with the tacos. I got the short rib mole and I wasn't impressed with that. The guacamole, they told us it was going to be table side made. It wasn't. Uh, and um, it, well, I'm going to say it was bad, you know, but if you're going to ask me to nitpick, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really that good. It wasn't as good as Chipotle. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what else did you do? Uh, all of it pretty much. We did not do 150 Central Park. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was like supposed to be the high-end option. Um, We did do the Steakhouse. Steakhouse, I was very impressed with. I don't think it still matched my first Steak at Sea, which was the Carnival Miracle um, in the uh, Nick and Nora Steakhouse that just had that juicy feel. I think Carnival does steakhouses really, really well. Uh, Chops has a really good steak. They gave you I upgraded for the dry aged option. And the one thing you do like about the Royal Caribbean option is that they don't they don't uh limit you on sides or appetizers. They just like whatever you want. Just if you're paying for the steak and the you know the upgrade on the surf and turf, uh do that. Giovanni's i l- absolutely loved. I couldn't believe this, Doug. We we're sitting there and Kay, the uh the, the girl I was with asked, you know, she's like, Oh, I wish you guys had lasagna in the menu. They said, Well, We'll make lasagna. you lasagna. Know, they went off the menu on a cruise ship. I couldn't believe it. Wow. It was out of control. Um, and the Central Park area was really nice. And I'm just dining there. That's when I realized I wasn't in Kansas anymore. I'm sitting there in a nice Italian restaurant in a park with a woman playing the violin. And I'm just thinking of my friends back home that I normally cruise with. And I'm like, yeah, we may not uh, – this is this this is a little bit different experience and I'm just trying to imagine us kind of – Rolling around the ship in the way we do in this type of setting. And it probably wouldn't have went over as well. Johnny Rockets was very, very good. Oh, by the way, yes, that uh, everybody talks about that roast beef sandwich at Mm the Central Park Cafe. You got to do it. It's delicious. It was better than I thought it would be. Got a little horseradish on it with the uh, sauce they put on there, side salad. It was. I wish I, I only had it once. And a hidden gem on the boardwalk. That doghouse is not just, you know, here, dirty water hot dogs like they have at Central Park, New York City. It's actual delicious sausage with good ca- with good casing. They have a New York dog, a German dog, a Chicago dog. Uh, that that was way better than I expected. And that's pretty much the dining. Let's transition to entertainment. What did you think of it? Oh, my gosh. It's just, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Just wacky stuff after wacky stuff. You could zip line on this cruise. There's a ice. And there's an ice show on the cruise. I mean how many <laughs> – you can't believe this. And, you're, and it's an arena and you're sitting there watching like a seemingly Olympic-level ice skating shows going on. Um, the issue we had was that the seas were pretty rough coming down. It was a very windy week. Uh, I think you were sailing approximately around the same time. I don't know if you were coming or going or if you experienced anything similar. But I was, I was amazed how much the ship moved uh, – despite its size because of the wind. And they were canceling some of the shows all over the place, like in the first couple of nights. So we didn't get to see the dive show, which I was really kind of looking forward to. And uh, they canceled the ice show early. But we saw the ice show. I stuck my head into cats, and I wasn't dealing with two and a half hours of cats just (laughs) pretending they're people. I couldn't do it, especially in the condition I was in. Um, And uh, I guess as far as entertainment, are you talking about just like the show, the stand up yeah, comedy? Yeah, just,
0: just around the show. Like, what were your thoughts of the inter- yeah. entertainment around the ship? What did Tommy think of it?
2: The stand up comedy was definitely not on par with Carnival. Uh, I, you obviously, and I, I don't know. It's. they. They had the same two comedians the entire ship, and it was mostly just crowd work. And I'm a stand-up comedy guy. If you're going to do crowd work, do crowd work, but also have an act. They would just kind of just, you know, let's see, where are you from? And then kind of figuring out whatever they can make fun of about the people. It was funny for a while, but then it was like, all right, do you have an act? Um, But the entertainment, as always, Royal Caribbean. And by the way, another thing was weird. Uh, The deck parties that they normally do on most cruises, I guess since they have that split deck layout, they don't do it up there, and every night pretty much my perception was whatever was going that would be on a deck party they were doing in the promenade, which was really, really cool because they went to another level with the performances, the shows, the parties, the DJs, the characters and intermingling everything, Uh, and I was overly, overly impressed However, you know why do you cruise? You cruise because you like to be connected with the sea, and I kind of liked, kind of like being outside for that type of stuff. But you know, that's me nitpicking right there.
0: After a few drinks, do those DreamWorks characters start freaking you out dancing around the promenade?
2: They was freaking me out after a couple of (laughs) drinks. The the animals, (laughs) animals, they're doing these. these weird kind of like um i guess different national kind of acts in the parade and stuff like that it was they seemed like an asian thing going on it seemed like a latin thing going on and i didn't know if i was at an around the world party or or at a deck party or what but yeah you're right <laughs>
0: nice well let's take it outside then what do you think about the entertainment on the outside of the ship
2: uh, it was crazy the the zip line i know, it was a funny thing i'm not you know i'm not a i'm not a. I'm um, not a. I got I got a couple extra pounds on me So we know that It's not a, not an issue I, I'm proud of it I deal with it But it, I'm looking at the zip line And she's trying to get me To do the zip line And she's like Just do it Just do it The guy says It's a weight limit of 275 Now I'm not there I'm about 240 And uh, I'm just debating it I'm just like You know what I'm at least I know the weight the, the size I said I'm gonna see If there's one guy Bigger than me That does it Didn't even come close Nobody as big as me Did it And uh, <laughs> we made friends With the bartender At the the, um, wipeout bar and it was just funny forgive she was trying to tell him to get support from him and she was like come on just tell him to do it just tell him to do it and he was like forgive my accent thomas do not get on that thing and i was like say no more it's all i need to hear and we were laughing about that but no, i wasn't doing the zip line but the sports courts were out of control the mini golf courts was really was really cool um and the fact that the flow rider you know the girl I was with Kay she took out the instructor twice she was the only one to do that so that was nice to see um the entertainment was out of control outside it was awesome
0: so how was the sea day for you Tommy because you have 5,400 people on board and no port for them to get off on the uh, crowd congestion talk to us about that
2: you know, the area where that I saw congestion really only was on the sun deck. And I do like with my uh, skin tone, I like to lay out the sun, but it I'm good after about 11 minutes of it so that didn't really bother me so much but yeah that was the only area where it was pretty congested congested everywhere around the ship was the flow was incredible like you you really did not feel like you were on a ship with six thousand people on it because i mean it was just so big so vast so many levels so many levels within the levels of things to do so i thought the flow was incredible and we and we actually turned it into um uh, and we took an extra sea day. We did not get off the ship in, in the Bahamas.
0: Let's talk about the ports you went
2: to, Nassau, St. Thomas, and St. Martin. Which one was your favorite port? Okay, my favorite port is pretty much always St. Thomas. I've made some friends there. I have made a reputation there a little bit. Uh, it was different this time because I did not ever, prior to this trip, I had never sailed into the um, Crown, Crown Bay Harbor. And uh, I guess that was because I guess the size of the ship they needed to go into there. And I uh, I, I thought it was nice. It was nice, but I took a cab directly to you know the uh, the Charlotte Amali Main Harbor, and I uh, met up with some friends at Senior Frogs, and we started getting after it. And then we went to a few other places. Uh, I, one thing I always try to do in St. Thomas too: start the day badass coffee. It's a place you know if you coming out of the cruise port, you keep making a left and you hit it. Uh, it's past uh, Haven site, delicious, and just kind of gives you that kick. It's got those iced coffee ice cubes made in there, and they, there's just ch- more tradition than anything else. But then, yeah, we you go to Senior Frogs, you see some people you haven't seen in a while, and just try to tell them you're not ready to do shots. It's just not going to work. So <laughs> we started, and then my thing in St. Thomas, and it always will be that, and I, even it was even more enforced This time, just flag down one of the safari taxis and tell them you want to go on an adventure ride. And if you get that right guy – they will take you up those hills. They'll speed around every corner and these clearings will open up and they were, I mean, this guy was great. The guy's name was Tebow. If you ever see him, ask if you ever St. Thomas, ask for Tebow. He was basically taking us onto private property and uh, we were getting yelled and chased off of places and chased out of places. Cause we're trying to get an extra picture. Like what the heck are you guys doing up here? How do you even know how to get here? And he was just taking us everywhere. And then it was an 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. docking. So the, Sky was getting dark, and I just said, We're not done, He was like, You're gonna miss your ship, and you know, I was like, I don't care, we're, we're not done. So, he takes us to a couple of places at night, Emerald Beach, and it's just pitch black. We get back to the ship, and ship is still there, and I'm like, Almost, like, yeah, you know, I was really trying to miss it this time, <laughs> but it uh, the guy was, you know, we were uh, there was. Five people That We were two of the last five people on the ship and uh you know, we made a count. Close call. What about Saint Martin? We did Maho Beach. Uh it was raining, as you we all know. The the big plane doesn't fly there anymore, so we didn't get to see that. And it doesn't by the way it was jam-packed i'd never seen it so crowded before it was jam-packed and uh the planes they were flying it wasn't necessarily the thrilling kind of thing where they were just you know basically skimming the top of your head with their landing gear but um it was cool it was nice to see we just spent probably about i don't know 45 minutes there walked around a little bit went to um uh what is it sunsets over there yeah sunset uh, bar and grill yeah. yeah and then we uh Again, simple, basic, but I said, you know what? Take us downtown and you know the Great Bay Beach is right there too. So we'll do a little walking around. We'll grab something to eat and then we'll hang out on uh, Great Bay Beach, maybe do a jet ski. The one thing I would always say about St. Martin and they never let you down, one of my favorite things to do in St. Martin is simply, Doug, just take a cab. These cab drivers in St. Martin are – and they don't fail you. Just ask them a question and they will just go on and on like poetically about their island and how they feel. They have, they almost have a stand-up comedy routine. They're funny. They're just so uh, engaging and so proud to talk about their island and – You know, just understanding it's it's a nice to see how much they appreciate where they live and b how professional they are knowing how much they rely on tourism and just a blanket just over the top. Just introduction, and you, you know, I always turn my camera on when they start talking. I did it again this time, and it's just really cool to listen. You're almost you, every cab ride is almost like you paid for a tour.
0: Back to Saint Thomas for a second. What did you pay that guy Tebow for the island tour?
2: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Normally, it's like 20, 25 bucks. You give them You give them per person, and you have the run. We did it late, and we're in the middle of we came, we went to Hooters middle of a pouring rainstorm. We're trying to find one because we only have like three hours left. And now they're all usually going home now because the ships usually get there earlier and it's pouring rain and we're just trying to, so like four or five of them turned us down this time. We finally found one. He was going to turn us down too. I just said, come on, 150, 150. He's like, all right, let's go. So I paid him 150 and we it was just the two of us. Normally that would have been easier too because normally you'd have more people so you'd have to pay sure. you wouldn't have to pay so much, but he he gave us it was 150 and it was just us two the whole time. Uh,
0: you make your way back to Port Canaveral. How was disembarkation for you?
2: Disembarkation was um, very smooth as well. It was it was a little obviously you know, the condition I was in sure. after taxing my body so much for the last seven days. and uh, the fact that you know you're not as is in a good mood as you are getting on the ship. it probably seemed a little longer, but it was probably this right around the same 45 minutes.
0: All right. Uh, any first time tips to offer people going on to Oasis of the Seas?
2: All right, two things I wanted to make a point of and they never talk about this and they never you know I don't even think it's in a neighborhood. First thing, Dazzle's Nightclub. Have you been in there? No, I never have. I mean this place is a throwback room. We didn't even know about it until like maybe 9-3. Nobody really promoted – you know, have those – most cruise ships have that roving band that goes around and they do pop. They can do 70s. They can do 80s and it's just a five four, five – four or five-piece talented band that just goes around the ship. This particular room was made for this band and you basically went to this room if you wanted to see that band. They didn't rove them around the ship. And it looked like an '80s Scarface. I mean, like it's just a like a throwback, all white on white room with couch type seating, and it just had like the rounded out kind of, I guess, facade. It had two levels, a really cool, nice, comfortable room to be in. And one night, it was just. Michael Jackson tribute one night it was Frank Sinatra and then one night we saw on the cruise compass it was country western cool so we're like this should be interesting so we get in that room and I just got the camera rolling immediately and I just posted on Facebook if you if you ever wanted to see what it's like to hear a Filipino band in a room that looks like it's fresh out of Scarface play a country western line dancing set this is where you do it because the minute they started playing "Achy Breaky Heart," we were just like floored oh, because awesome. there must have been a group cruise on there that was line dancing, and then everybody just started two-stepping around the dance floor. I was like, it was like sensory overload. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and the other thing that I would say, if you want to really connect with the sea, because that's a little bit of a knock on this ship, is that there's so many things to do. Like you know, you're almost out of at an inner-city resort or something like that, where like you know, but. I really enjoyed myself a lot of times I'd start the day, order a drink from the Wipeout Bar. While there's no pool back there, it is very, very spacious. It is nice. You're out of the way of the wind if you're going forward, and you uh, the bartenders were great back there, and you get some entertainment. You get to watch the flow riders, people wrecking themselves on the flow riders, and it just was a comfortable place to be on the back of the ship with a beautiful view and everything like that. Those are two things that I would make sure, and the doghouse, make sure you don't skip out on that doghouse.
0: In closing, let's do a recap. Give me your final thoughts of Oasis of the
2: Seas. Absolutely blew me away. I could only imagine what the harmony or the symphony are going to be like, but is, is is it's seventy year old ship? I'm just gonna say that my expectations from just an overall impressed standpoint. We did the captain's talk too, and just listening to him. Uh, if you want to be impressed, and the key word that Royal Caribbean uses is wow, and you can't say it any better. Love the Oasis of the Seas.
0: You can catch Tommy and listen to his podcast, the Always Be Booked podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all that stuff. We'll link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Tommy, good talking to you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely, Doug. Thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance.